the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. You're invited to join us in worship via live streaming this Sunday morning at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Visit LargoCC.org and click on Watch Live. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you can ask what you will. You can ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Welcome to The Healing Word, a radio ministry of the Largo Community Church. Here's Pastor Jack Morris with today's message that will grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus. The connected branch. I want you to take your Bible, open it, and look at John 15, verse 7. Uh, John 15, verse 7. Would you do that and then read it with me in unison? Your Bible open. Ready? If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given you. Well, here today and next week we're going to truly find out why some prayers are not being answered. And I believe verse 7 that we just read, if you look at it again, you'll understand more clearly how and why, under what conditions, God answers prayer. There's the prune branch, and that's a good branch. God is pruning. Uh, It has little shoots on it that there are uh, no uh, fruit on those little shoots, so he just cuts them off because there's too much of energy going into those, and they're not bearing fruit. So God is pruning some of us. He's cutting into our lives and causing us to grow in him and reach a greater height of glory in him God sees us and he knows some of us have not reached our full potential. So he's beginning to prune because he sees so much more for us. He wants us to be all that we want to be and all that he wants us to be. And then there's the fruitful branch and the connected branch. I'm sure they're one and the same. But then there's that throwaway branch. That branch that just just became disconnected somehow. How did it become disconnected? That's the thing that... Now, Jesus is saying, if you abide or if you remain, if, 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 if you, if you, if you... He's not taking the responsibility for our abiding. He's saying that responsibility is on you. He's not going to wake you up in the morning and say, go to church. Pastor, be on time. Now, some people will say, and I'm just introducing the sermon. I'm not there yet. Some people will say, well, pastor, you know, I, and a person just told me this just the other day, uh, I've been a member of the church for the last eight to ten years, but I don't come very frequently. I mean, just the day before yesterday. Um, I'm not there very often. Uh, There's been a lot of sickness in my home and and on and on. I tried to sympathize, but, uh, you know, she's, I'm talking to her at work. 
40 hours a week at work. You go get groceries and go shopping. That takes two or three hours. You don't miss your vacation time, do you? Oh, no. We're going down to Ocean City. No, she didn't say that part. (laughs) Um, And on and on it goes. But church, the house of God, the people of the Lord, prayer, the word. We've had a lot of sickness in our house, Pastor. You know, you're going to do what you want to do. Whatever you prioritize, that's what we're going to do. A throwaway branch. What causes a branch to be thrown away? Because of some great sin? Because somebody robbed a bank, they're a robber. Somebody committed adultery. Someone is a drunkard. Someone is an addict. No. You know why? what causes the branch to become a throwaway branch? Are you listening? Yes. Neglect. Yes. Neglect. Neglect. I just you know, I neglected to go to church, study the word, and pray, and be part of the community of faith. I just started putting it off, and it got easier and easier and easier. I haven't been to church for a while, Pastor. I said, lady, your name sounds familiar, but I don't remember you. <laughs> now, years have passed, but neglect. No great sin, just neglect. Well, friend, God wants us to pray. He is the Almighty. He has omnipotent power. He desires only to give that omnipotent power and display it for us and toward us. This is what he wants us to do. But he wants us to ask. And the prerequisite to asking is that we abide in him and his word abides in us. And he said, if you abide in me and my word abides in you, you can ask what you wish and it shall be done. You know, that's too good to be true. You don't believe that, do you? (laughs) I can ask anything I wish. You know, there's a lot of people wishing a lot of things and asking a lot of things, but they don't have the foundation of the word. And if I'm not abiding and I'm neglecting and I'm a hit and miss and I'm only when I get around to it, well, then I can wish and pray and not get answers. Friends, I pray today that this message will be enlightening And that you won't think, well, God doesn't answer prayer anymore. He does. He certainly does answer prayer. Now, when the word of God is abiding in me and I'm abiding in the word of God, that's really one and the same. I can't have the word of God abiding in me without Jesus abiding in me because Jesus is the word of God. And when I'm abiding in Jesus, I'm abiding in the word. And so I'm abiding in Jesus and I'm abiding in the word. That's one and the same thing. And when I trust the Lord and his word and abide, then I can pray the prayer of faith and move mountains in the name of the Lord. I I, I feel for so many people. My heart is heavy. People are praying for their family, but nothing is happening in their family. People are praying for their marriage, but nothing is happening in their marriage. People are praying for their finances, but finances are still what they always were. And so some people say, well, I'm going to just give up praying. I don't think it works anymore. Jesus said, if my word abides in you and you abide in it, you can ask whatever you will for your family, for your marriage, for your finances, and it will be done unto you. That's what Jesus says. 
That's what Jesus says. Jesus, you're kidding me. You're putting me on. It can't be that way, that easy. Well, that's what he said. It's in red print in the Bible. There it is. Well, there are two kinds of praying. There's spontaneous praying and there's intentional praying. Now, let me tell you about the spontaneous praying. That spontaneous praying is just the praying that just sort of gushes forth. It just happens. I, I, there, there's, I don't have a whole lot of thought in it, but yet it's been preconditioned by a life that has been dedicated to the Lord. I, I get up in the morning and, good morning, Jesus. No, my feet hitting the floor and, I might be saying that or thinking that. I'm just not all that too conscious about it. It just comes out. That's, that's wonderful. And then I go through the day and prayer just surrounds me just like the atmosphere does. And that's what it means when it says pray without ceasing. I'm just thanking God and, and praying. I pass the, the bus stop and I see those children. God bless those children. Aren't they cute? That's, that's wonderful. Whew, boy, I'm glad that man... Just missed me. Aren't you glad I didn't say that woman just missed me? That, that man driver just missed me. And I mean, you just pray all the way to work. And, and then you come home in the evening and it's time to go to bed. And you just, you just relax into the, the arms of God's presence and watchful care and say, God, the night belongs to you. I'm going to sleep. It's in your hands. And then you wake. The psalmist says, I wake in the morning and still thou art there. You know, that's that spontaneous praying. It's like inhale, inhaling and exhaling. Do you know, let me tell you something. You've been breathing ever since you've been in church this morning? You've been inhaling and exhaling. You don't say, okay, inhale, exhale, inhale, exhale. You didn't even know it, did you? <laughs> and while you were asleep and unconscious, you breathed all night long. Well, that's how this spontaneous prayer is. It just flows, you know. It's, it's just an enjoyable time with the Lord. It just flows, inhaling and exhaling. But then there's the intentional prayer. That's when we become now specific with the Lord. Now, God wants both kinds of prayers. That's when we become specific with the Lord and we need something from God. For instance, I need strength. The world has just pounded on me and I've been under such stress. I'm just tired, wore out physically. My mind isn't working as fast as it should be. I'm just tired, just tired. You know what? We ask God, give me strength. You know, quicken my mind. Put your spirit in me. Revive me. I, I need joy. I'm, I'm unhappy. All of us, sometimes we have those down times when we're just not as happy as, as, and up and, and as excited. Now, don't go too long like that. As soon as you begin to realize that you're unhappy, then become specific and ask God for joy. God put the joy of the Lord in me. God help me with the joy of the Lord. I need the strength. I need the joy of the Lord. I need guidance and direction. When you're lonely, when you're, when you're lost, and you need guidance and direction, now you can be specific and you can ask. Now, he is telling us, if my word abides in you and you abide in it, you can be spontaneous in your prayers and I'll hear that. You can be specific, intentional in your prayers and I'll hear that. He said, I will hear whatever you express out of the wishes of your heart. That's what I'm going to hear. Can you say praise the Lord? That's what Jesus is saying. This request will simply come forth. Now, sometimes we're, we're, we feel lonely. We feel lost. We don't pray for direction and guidance. Sometimes we feel 
weak and tired, wore out, we don't pray for strength. Uh, or, or whatever it is. Uh, we're unhappy, we don't pray for joy. Sometimes I think we're, we may be thinking this way, consciously or unconsciously, we'll think, well, should I pray about this? Or should I just wait and see what's going to happen? The Lord says, ask. You are a child of God. As a child of God, you are a prince. And as a prince, you have power with God. God's omnipotent power is available to you if you abide in the word and the word abides in you. Now, let me tell you something this. I'm going to come down here because I think I'm getting your attention. I think I've got you today. (laughs) The Holy Spirit has got you. If you are are not careful with his word, if you treat his word casually, he's going to treat your words casually. Now I can go back up. (laughs) We, We... We want God to be Johnny on the spot, don't we? We want that miracle now. The fruit of the Spirit is patience, but but I just ain't got it this morning, Lord. I need help, and I need it now. And God is saying, where are you anyway? Like Adam, God coming through the garden. Adam, where art thou? Where are you? In relationship to my word, in relationship to my church, in relationship, when's the last time... You took the Lord's Supper. When's the last time you sang with, the, with your spiritual family? Now, there are times we're all going to miss church. Of course we are. That's going to happen. Sometimes I'm going to be late. Once every 38 years aren't too bad. <laughs> I mean, things, things are going to be happening. I'm, I'm going to miss in just a few weeks. I'm going to miss a service. We're all going to miss. But I mean when we intentionally neglect the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some are, then we know that Jesus is coming soon. We know he's coming soon. It's like one man, he was out on the golf course on Sunday morning, 11 o'clock service time. They were hitting the balls. and His buddy looked over at him and said, George, it's church time. You're always in church at 11 o'clock Sunday morning. I just noticed it's Sunday and it's 11 o'clock. You're, George says, oh, I couldn't have gone to church today anyway. My wife's sick. <laughs> this is about the best sermon I think you've ever heard, folks. <laughs> I mean, those excuses that we give to the Almighty... And then we expect him to take care of our marriage, our finances, our family, our career, and on and on and on. Jesus said, if you abide in me, if you abide in me, my God, I'll say it again. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, then you can ask. And if you're not abiding, you can ask all you want to. Someone said, oh, I believe in Pentecost. I believe in the power of God. I believe Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You can believe that with your mouth. But if you don't exercise it with your heart. You know, you're in a privileged position today, dear friends, as a child of God. Now, there's freedom in prayer. Notice what it says. Ask what you wish. 
Don't be shy. Don't be embarrassed to ask. Don't be afraid to ask. Now, I'm going to talk to those who are abiding. Friend, if you're not abiding, you're a throwaway branch. In the house of God, but the house of God not in you. I'm a church-going man. But the church, I can miss it without conviction. (laughs) You know, whatever. But ask what you wish. Be at liberty. No restrictions. Don't be shy. Don't be embarrassed. Don't be afraid. Just come to the Lord. You're a child of God. Ask whatever you will. You are at the point or the place of privilege. That's where you are. You are in a privileged position. You are loved just like God loves his son Jesus. Jesus loves you that much. Do you think God ever turns a deaf ear to the prayers of his son? If his son is in you and you are in his son, then you and the son become one. You think God's going to turn a deaf ear to Jesus in you and you in Jesus? No. God's omnipotent power is available to every one of your, his children. Now, there, there it is. Here's success in prayer. I'm going to mention it again. Abiding in the Lord. Two things. Here it is. Two feet. If you abide in me and my words abide in you. There it is. That's the two feet that climbs Jacob's ladder right to the throne of grace. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you can ask what you will. You can ask what you will. It shall be done unto you. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's the prayers that the Lord Jesus is answering. Now, don't deceive yourself, dear friend. Don't deceive yourself. I said to the lady, I'm a Christian. My name is on the rolls. I said, your name on the roll of the Largo Community Church is nothing. Doesn't mean a thing. Doesn't mean a thing. Friend, is your name on his role in heaven, in the book of life? Are you adhering to and following his desires and doing his will? But again, I'll say, if you are casual with God and casual with his words, he's going to be casual with you and casual with your words. He made a promise. He said something. He's going to adhere to what he has said. He's going to stick to his word whether I stick to it or whether I don't. He said, and this is what he's going to stick to. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, he's going to adhere to that. He's going to stick to that. Nothing is going to change his mind until you repent and confess, God, I've been playing, I've been playing roulette with you. I've been trying to roll the dice and, and, and have a big prayer hit. God says, you don't care really about me. Really. You really don't. You're a nice guy, a good citizen, a good wife, a good husband. You, you, you vote at voting time. I mean, you're a good, upstanding citizen, but you're not abiding in the word. The word's not abiding in you. You're, you think you're fooling everybody, but you're fooling nobody. You're playing God for a dummy, and God sees right through you. Friend, don't be a throwaway. Come back to the Lord. Turn to God. Seek the Lord. How can we? 
Call him master and Lord. And then just don't do what he says. He's no more master and Lord than, than anything or anyone else being master and Lord. Would you have power in prayer? That's a question. Would you have power in prayer? Then, then abide in the word. Start today. Get connected with Jesus. Confess your, your lukewarmness, your undoneness, your hypocrisy, your phoniness, like a $3 bill. Confess it to him. He already knows it. He's got you and me pegged. But if you confess and talk to the Lord, I mean, he will put his arms about you. He will take you into his confidence. He will put his spirit within you. He will make you a new woman, a new man. You will begin to abide. The fruit will begin to come forth and you will have power in prayer because you have reached a privileged position in the Lord. You're there with Jesus now. Now here's a definition of prayer. Prayer is this, knowing the promises of God and taking those promises to him. Let me say it again. Prayer is knowing the promises of God and taking those promises to him. Prayer is meeting God with his own words. Now I can get on my knees and say, Lord, you said, if I abide in you and your word abides in me, you said it, Lord, to the best of my ability. I'm not perfect. I've made a lot of mistakes. I'm trying now to look to you, to be filled with you. I don't want to be a phony anymore. I mean, tell God exactly like it is. Tell God exactly like it is. He will bless. He will come. He will reconnect you. The life force will begin to flow again. And you will then have mountain moving faith. Prayer is meeting God with his own words. God has left to us great and precious promises. The scripture says in Colossians 3, let the word of God dwell in you richly. Let it dwell in you. You do that. Have high blood pressure? Stop eating salt. Jesus heals you. (laughs) Let the word, you let the word of God dwell in you richly. Abiding in his word and his word abiding in us. In, In the scripture it says in Exodus chapter 17 that Moses was taking the people of Israel, the nation of Israel through the wilderness... There was a tribe, a heathen tribe of people called the Amalekites. And they came out against the people of God. They they didn't like the people of God. They were pagans, these Amalekites. They were too many, too great, too strong for the nation of Israel. And Moses said to his servant Joshua, said, Joshua, You're the captain of the army. Go down there in the valley and fight the Amalekites. I'm going up on the mountain. I'm going to have the staff of God in my hand. This this is the staff of God in my hand. He had it in his hand, but before that he had already had it in his heart. I'm going to have the staff of God in my hand. And the scripture says when Moses lifted up his hands, the children of Israel began to win. They began to win the battle. They They were overcoming well, friend, if you hold your hands up so long, how long can you hold your hands up? Pretty soon your hands get heavy. And Moses' hands came down, let the blood circulate again. And when his hands dropped, the Amalekites turned on the people of Israel, and they began to win, and they began to slaughter the people of Israel. 
and defeat the people of Israel. It was then that her and Aaron came up on the mount. They took a big rock and they put it there as a chair like for Moses to sit on. And Moses sit on that. And then one got on one side and lifted that arm up. One got on the other side and lifted that arm up. Israel started winning again. And they stayed there holding his hands up. Now, here are the two hands. Are you listening? Here are your two hands that must be lifted up to God. The first hand, if you abide in me. The second hand, and my words abide in you. You can win the battle. You can defeat your enemy. You can overcome. God's omnipotent power is there for you. Amen. Do you desire a closer relationship with Jesus Christ through the hearing and application of His Word in your life? Go to thehealingword.com and click Resources. And there you'll find a trove of messages on living the Christian life. And remember, all of our resources are offered free of charge, which is our gift to you. And if you're blessed, bless us with your gift to the Healing Word Ministry. Join us tomorrow for another Healing Word message. Until then, blessings on you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.